What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Optimize You. We are the podcast. We're helping you optimize every fucking area of your life from your health, fitness, nutrition, mindset, identity, literally everything. And today we have an awesome podcast where me and my boy Matt are going to be diving into your inner critic, your limiting beliefs, and really like the day-to-day things that you can do to develop an extremely good mindset and a growth mindset and a mindset that's going to really benefit you when it comes to achieving any of your goals. And so what is going on, Matt? How you doing, brother? Dude, let's go. Your intro's got me pumped. I'm ready. Um, I'm, I'm always excited to talk about this. And it's literally the thing that will keep and hold you back if you allow it. So those of you that are listening in today and you're like, damn, I wonder why I can't achieve X, Y, Z, whatever that is, whether it's in your health and fitness, whether it's just one tangible, whether it's, you know, under the bigger umbrella of things, maybe you're like, man, I need to work on my mindset specifically, or man, I, I always seem to hit this wall when I get, you know, two, three, four weeks in, and then I fall off the bandwagon. We're going to talk about that today and we're going to explain our routines of what we do. And then hopefully that can, can help you guys out. I love it, dude. How's life been? Good, man. Really good. I am actually working on my mindset more and more. I know we help each other when we speak on a weekly basis. And so that's one thing I want to point out too, is regardless of what stage or level you've achieved, there's always, I mean, we we were talking about it before we hopped on the call. There's a reason why people and professionals, even at the highest level, still have coaches, still rely on a coach because the second you kick your feet up and think you've made it from a mental standpoint, like, oh yeah, I got it. Things are, things are going great. That's, you know, that we both know that's a slippery slope. So it excites me to hop on not only the podcast, but our chats that we have on a weekly basis. Uh, it reconfirms and, and re solidifies where I need to be, where I'm going. And it gets me excited, man. So how about you, dude? Yeah, man. And I couldn't agree more. Like this is, <laughs> we, we, could, we sometimes talk for like three hours on these, on these days, like around our, our podcast that we record. It's like, we're, we're talking for like an hour before, sometimes after the pod, we're just talking about shit. And like, I think that is, that's an amazing mindset booster in general. Like just having those people, we talk about this a lot, like your environment and the people around you and how if you're around people that are going places and you're around people that are growing, that it is huge for your mindset. And so like, I just love that we can kind of bounce ideas off each other. And like, we're, we're honestly like both kind of working like trying to work with similar people but we both know that there's like a ton of people out there and that like we're better off helping each other grow because then we can like oh shit that's awesome like matt's got this idea like i'm gonna utilize that like somehow within my program and like having like you can see other people around you what they're doing you don't have to necessarily do exactly what they're doing but you can use it and like morph it into something that's going to work good for you and I think we'll talk about some of that stuff today. You're going to see some different things from me and Matt. And I got to say something though, like this is something that is like been so got me so jacked. I don't know if you saw this. I shot a fucking 69 in golf yesterday. Oh shit. <laughs> and I literally am like walking on clouds here the last few days. Like I, I, I got yesterday. It was amazing. I played so good. My putting, I hit everything, seven birdies. I birdied five of the nine Jeez. holes in the back and I shot, I put one to two and a half feet on 18 and that was my putt for 69, which is three under, which my best round before that was plus one was that was one over par. 
And so I, I beat my best score by four strokes. <laughs> I can't Dude. say like that 69 I ever thought in the 60s was in my wheelhouse at this point in time yet. I figured eventually I would get there, but I didn't think it was going to be at this point in time. So like I am, I'm fucking pumped. And I just had to say that like, it's like, it's, it's just continues. I continue looking through the, the shots and stuff in my head. Dude, that's incredible. And then like, I want to take that a step further. Let's run with that because this is the first time you tapped into the sixties. You're on hole 18. You, I think you said you put it within two feet or around two feet on the last hole. Tell us what goes through your mindset when you're walking up to that putt right now. Yeah, I'll even take it a step like backwards, the tee box on 18, where I, you know, I get up to it, I'm 200 par. So, you know, have a, I'm well within my first thing, but this is like a tight tee shot, right? So I got a hybrid in my hand and I'm like, let's put this fucking thing in play. And I put it right down the middle of the fairway and I'm like, all right, get up to the next shot. And I'm like, let's put this on the green. Give me a putt for six to sixties. Give me a putt for the sixties. And I hit one of my best iron shots I've hit in my life to two and a half feet. And then I get up to that putt. And my mindset around that is like, I'll be honest with you. I'm like nervous as all hell. I'm like, this is a, <laughs> two and a, half putter, yeah. a short putt for yeah. birdie on 18 to shoot 69, which is four strokes better than my, my best ever score. But like that sixties is like, that's just a different level, right? Like that's just like that different. It's like when you go from the eighties to the seventies, it's like seeing that seven on your scorecard, it's a different level. And so like walking up to it, honestly, I was like, you fucking got this. Like I had been putting so good and I was like, hey, let's, let's go. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't nervous as all hell. Like I was so nervous, never been as nervous as that putt for like a short two and a half foot putt but I walk up and I fucking put a great stroke on it, right? Dead center cup. And then I was fucking, dude, that's awesome. Uh, So, and the reason I ask is because it it leads right into what we're talking about today with mindset, right? Like you walking through and just reliving that. I felt like I was standing there with you, right? Like I was holding the flag. (laughs) I was like, go ahead, dude, knock this one in. Right. Like, and, and so you can do one of two things when you're in that scenario. That's why I was asking you, obviously the outcome was, was great for you, right. And and to break into the sixties, but knowing what your mindset was leading up to that, knowing that you were feeling a sense of anxiety, nervous as all hell, like probably going through a couple what if scenarios, you still have to nut up, right? Like you still have to buckle down and say, okay, despite all this nerve wracking that's going through my mind right now, I still have to focus and do the thing, right? I got to put the ball in the hole here and and put a good stroke on it, put my best foot forward. So it's all in the approach leading up to it. Like, am I doing everything that's in my control to be able to sink this thing and be pumped and, and, and set a new PR for myself right now? Like, and, and that's the reason I asked you to see where your mindset's at. And it's cool to hear that because there was self-doubt in there. There was some anxiety. There was like, oh shit in there. But there's also another side of you too that's ready to buckle down and go, okay, let's do this. So I think that's important for people to hear is like, he didn't just all of a sudden be like, oh, I got this 100% and I don't feel any anxiety or adrenaline or I'm not feeling any excitement and this is super easy, right? Like, no, he felt those things and in spite of them, he had courage and was able to sink it and knock it down and just clutch up, dude. So that's huge, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. It's, yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that with everybody, right? There's There's something and I think a lot of times there's that worry, right? People are just just blinded almost by the worry of the future of what could happen in that, like the past dwelling on that past of like what already happened. And I think that rings so true in golf as well. Like where it's like you you get a double bogey. Like today I followed that, that 
69 up I played this morning and I had a really good round. I honestly hit it amazing today. Like I just putts weren't falling. I chipped terribly and and I I had a two holes that I lost balls on that I ended up doubling. So I ended up shooting a 77 today, which is still, still really good, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that, but also like kind of when I did have the double bogeys on those holes, it's easy to, to go to the next hole and be like, like be down. Right. And this is like a bad day. I think this is like for people that have a bad day when it comes to maybe they're eating or they missed a workout or they didn't follow through on the stuff that they said that they were going to do. And having those type of things lead in to the next day and then lead into the next day instead of allowing those things and forgetting about the past because we have no control over that stuff anymore and allowing yourself to just reset, be present and just do whatever you can do starting that next day. Cause I think that's something I used to struggle a lot with personally is that I would allow one day to just turn into a week and then a month. And then when you get off base so far and you, you lose that momentum, it is so difficult to get it back. Right. Anybody who's who's fallen off something or who's, you know, made a fuck up or a mistake or whatever, like knows how difficult it is to get momentum going back in your favor. And so I would just say just building off golf, it's like it's so key when you translate it to anything to to be able to forget and have a short memory. And that's not to say that I do. I definitely sometimes allow those holes in those previous days and those previous mistakes to, to creep in on me. But I'm constantly trying to work on bettering that and and no matter what, being disciplined, right? We were talking about this before, being disciplined and just at least keeping the promises that I make to myself. You know, I told you today, like I have a schedule that's like crazy, right? I put way too much stuff on it. I don't, I, it's going to be like a potentially a little bit later night tonight to get all that stuff done. But I told you as well that I'm going to get all that shit done no matter how long it takes because I like I'm developing I'm taking my discipline to a new level, to a level that people might think is crazy, but to a level that is going to help me help other people do this exact same thing. And so that's that's kind of one thing I wanted to touch on because I thought it was a good just kind of extra thing to add on top of like just the golf. Dude, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm glad that our, our conversation segued this way because it's right on today's topic too, right? And so Alex is sharing his personal experience that just happened. And it's great because he also gave you a follow-up as what happened today, to today, right? That was yesterday. So then he comes today, he shoots a 77, which... I would, I would pay to get a 77 by the way, but for him, right. His standards are at a different point. So he's like, okay, I shot a 69. You know, I set a PR for myself on this course. I come back, I shoot a 77. He can sit there and dwell, right? Like he can sit there and be like, damn, I, I I'm riding that high of the 69 from yesterday. Right. And not to say that affected him today, but he brought up a good point is like, whatever's in the past, it's like, enjoy it, celebrate it. Great. But anytime you find yourself riding high highs and low lows, it'll affect you in the present moment. Right. So take that, take that nugget. And then he didn't let it bother him today. He still shot a 77, which by the way, if you guys aren't sure, that's, that's still phenomenal. Right. I'm, I'm trying to break hundred every time I go to put it into perspective. Right. And so 
he's not in any time you guys find yourself in this position, this is big too. This is with my clients. They find themselves when they were, everything was firing on all cylinders, you know, two months ago when their schedule was a lot less hectic. Uh, maybe when they were fresh, brand new into the program, everything was exciting. It was like a honeymoon phase. They're really pumped. Motivation is really high, right? We, we know it's easier then. And maybe those were some of your, your best portions and best strides that you've made. Now you're two months in, all the dust settles. And now you have to realize like, oh, I actually have to work on my mindset to be able to continue to get through this. I'm not riding the high of the motivation when I originally started. I'm not so focused on on yesterday or the past month. And anytime you find yourself looking back, even in this case, I'm using a positive look back, but even if it's a negative look back, chances are it's going to affect you in your present moment going forward. And so, um, you know, I, I have this and the, and the only reason we do that as, as people, and I read this in a book last night, which is really cool. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't have this book, Alex and I, this is one of our favorite books. This might be Alex's favorite book. I know he, he loves Ed Milet, but one of Ed Milet's my one favorite dude. Okay. One of, so I highlighted some stuff last night cause I knew we were going to talk about this today and I wanted to share this. Um, and Ed says, your mind always, uh, your mind always seeks out what is familiar because there is a level of comfort, even when the familiar works against you. So when you find yourself in like either riding that high, high of a 69, or let's just say he shit the bed the day before and his mind was still on that. It's a familiar feeling. It's already happened. It's easy for him to just dive and segue into that good or bad, but it's familiar to him. So it's like, oh, I'm currently in the present. Instead of focusing on what my future is going to look like and what what, what what's going to be dictated by me playing today and how I'm going to shoot and score today. In Alex's case, like if he's too focused on what he shot yesterday, good, bad, ugly and different, it'll affect how he plays presently today versus being in the moment focusing on what it could potentially look like today and having your vision looking forward. I think that's where a lot of people get caught up is they go and they transition to what's familiar, like what's comfortable to Ed's point, whether it's positive or it's negative, whether it's beneficial or not, um, that can be a slippery slope. And, and, and I know you've, you've experienced that and, you, and you're really good at teaching your clients that as well. Well, and like, you know, I think that's a great point and I love you bringing up some stuff from Ed. Like I said, he's like, if I were to have like a man crush, it'd be Ed Milet. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, sure. I sure. love that guy and everything that he stands for. He seems like just the best human being. And uh, that's why I'm also in his like mentorship entrepreneur, like kind of Excel, excelling group, basically kind of, they teach you excellence and teach you how to be like the best human and the best, like business owner, entrepreneur, everything that you can be and teach you how to do it the right way. But I, to add to what you were saying as well is like, cause I think that this whole golf analogy works really well for a lot of things is like when you have those bad days too, like there's a lot of good things that happen during the bad days, right? Oh, and sure. you talk a lot about like having the scoreboard or having the ledger and casting votes, right? When it comes to perfectionism, when it comes to all or nothing. And I think that that plays well into like golf into real life where it's like, you can have, you can have a double bogey and have, you know, most of the shots on that hole be great, right? Or just like have some shit that didn't go your way. That's life, right? That's a great analogy for life. There's going to be, you could play it perfectly and have tons of shit go, go the opposite way, go sideways today, right? And like, it could be a bad day, right? On paper, a bad day, a shitty day. When you did everything in your control, you did amazing. And in golf, you could have the best fucking swings. Like today, honestly, I putted really good for the most part. Like 
I just was catching, you know, catching lips that weren't falling in, you know, the speed was really good. I had a lot of good stuff. Putts weren't falling. Right. And I had a few mistakes that, that really the rest of the holes, like for the most part was pretty good. And, and so like, I had like, you know, maybe five or six shots that, that were just, they were not good throughout the day. Other than that, I hit my irons really good. I hit my wedges really good. My putting was great. Like all of this stuff was good. And so this round could have been amazing. Right. And like, that's kind of the thing with the day is like, like you, when you do everything within your control and you focus on just doing that and not worrying about other people's shit and not worrying about God's shit or the universe's shit, or like, that's like the stuff that's out of your control. Like we, if we worry about ourselves and we worry about, guess what? You know what? I put a good swing on that. Or, you know what? I did a lot of good things today. Like, and you know, I couldn't control that, that this happened or that this person did this or that like, you know, a tree fell on my house or like, you know, like all of these different things that could happen. You're going to set yourself up for a lot of success. hundred percent, dude. And, it, and to the people who are embarking on their health and fitness journey to relate you to that too. This is exactly what we mean by focusing on the controllables and the action steps that yield the outcome, regardless of what the short-term outcome is. Say you hammer your nutrition, you hit all your workouts, you're accumulating your steps, you're maximizing maximizing your sleep, you're getting your hydration in, you're doing all the things that we're asking for you as a coach because we know it's going to yield a specific outcome that's inevitable when compounded week after week, right? Day after day, week after week, month after month. Now, all of a sudden, here's the challenging part is when you do all those things, you step on the scale and all of a sudden your, your weight doesn't move, right? Which can be a whole conversation by itself. Does that mean you stop hammering the actions that yield the outcome that we know is inevitable at some point in time? Not a matter of if, but when, right? We know that outcome is going to come. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the most challenging things and in, in will allow your mind to stray back to what's familiar, what's comfortable. Like, oh, see, I told you I'm going to reconfirm that this didn't work. So I'm going to stop doing the actions that ultimately yield the outcome that I want. Right. And that's where a lot of people fall into that trap. I had a client. I love telling this story. I'm not going to share his name, but we'll just call him uh, D. We'll say D, right? D had this same exact uh, approach, meaning he was doing everything, firing on all cylinders, hitting his meal, like literally down to the calorie, hitting his protein targets, accumulating more steps than I was even actually asking him to do. The quality and the sources of his protein were great. He's maximizing his sleep, his hydration's on point, his mindset's there until he steps on the scale to... And then three weeks in a row and it didn't budge, right? And his goal obviously is weight loss in this scenario. I said, you know what? Keep doing the same thing. The, the things that we're talking about right now, what's in your control? That outcome that you step in on the scale, regardless of what that number says, is not in your control. What can you do now? Keep hammering, right? So he does it another week. That next week he drops four and a half pounds, right? And that's just where his body was at. His body was ready to release it then. But he, if he were to stop those actions on that two and a half, that third week where he didn't get that short-term outcome, would he have yielded that same result? I don't know, right? But I know for a fact when he continues to compound and add up and stack those wins and put them on the positive side of the ledger day in and day out, it's inevitable, right? At some point, he's going to yield the outcome that he wants. So props to D. I didn't ask you if I could share that story, so I'm not going to share your name. But uh, yeah, man, that's I, I love telling that story because it's just a perfect example of how he was able to stay right mentally. He could have went two different ways. He could have went like, shit, screw this. I'm going to go back to what I'm used to. None of this stuff works anyways. I've always failed in the past, right? Like he could have he adopted that mindset. But 
he stayed emotionally strong. And I think uh, being able to have the emotional awareness is key to what we're talking about day in and day out. Ultimately, it gets you to where you want to go. Yeah, man. No, that's a great story. And that's that's something that I know I struggle with. I know a lot of my clients struggle with where it's like, this isn't working. It's been two weeks. Nothing's changed. Right. <laughs> and, and a lot of times they're only focusing on one thing, too. Right. Like, you know, having the other things out there. And I try to encourage people to look at, you know, progress pictures and inches off and, you know, changes in their energy and sleep. Cause if you have different things out there like that and you focus on those and you improve those things, a lot of times the scale is going to take care of itself you know, you're going to see your body change. Right. And, and kind of go in a different direction with this as well. Like I think it's so important when it comes to mindset and, you know, we talked about daily mindset things, right. I think structure is uber important for me right? Of getting yep. myself into the best mindset possible. I had something recently, I wasn't feeling great the last few weeks. Now I, you know, this week I've shifted things and, and really made some moves to, to start feeling my best. But what I did is I wrote down, what are the habits that I'm doing that are not that, that, you know, are doing when I'm doing when I'm really gro grooving and I'm really feeling my best, right? Like, what am I doing on a daily basis? And I wrote all of those things down. And I figured out which ones am I like slacking on? Mm. Right, which ones am I not doing? Or maybe like, which ones am I not intentional with? I'm just checking the box. And I figured out that it was sleep and it was my meditations, right? I wasn't being intentional with my meditations. And I also was letting my Netflix and TV time drift into my nighttime routine and not allow me to, to be my best. And like, for me, sleep is number one. When sleep's going, everything else falls into place. I'm feeling good. You know, I'm, you know, I'm showing up in a great way. I have more energy. I'm proving I'm doing more performance. I'm getting more done in less time. Like stuff's just clicking. Right. And so like, I, I dialed that back in and I changed some things around. And like now what I have is like a, you know, I've changed around my morning routine a little bit and I've, you know, made sure that I firmed up my nighttime routine. So I'm curious about you, like what kind of structure do you have to your day to help really get your mindset going in the right direction or to keep it where it's at? It's beautiful, man. I think it not having structure, I'll put it this way, not having structure is almost like saying that you're just on cruise control. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're in your car and you're traveling, if you're on cruise control, let's say you're going 65, 75 miles an hour, you set it and forget it, so to speak. What happens when you get thrown this curveball, somebody cuts you off, or there's an object in the road that you need to kind of pump the brakes a little bit, or maybe you're going faster than the speed limit and the cop's sitting up there and he's watching you, he's got the radar gun out, right? Like you need to make adjustments as you go. But the fact that you actually have some sort of structure in the day, I think is crucial. I think it's really key. It's really important. The fact if you're listening to this and you don't have structure or you haven't been consistent with it, you kind of do it here, you kind of do it there. I think there should be an awakening moment to where you can just self-regulate and go, okay, what does my structure look like? I'll use mine, for example, because it's super important to me. And to Alex's point, the second I find myself not being aligned with the structure, and I'm not talking about like doing, you know, daily affirmations and listening to the bell and doing yoga stretching and all that, something that extends your morning from like, let's say 6 a.m. all the way into the early afternoon. I'm not talking about that. But what I am talking about are what are the characteristics and the habits that yield the outcome that I'm looking for? And if I can embody and envision that version of me, that person, and I can take a step into their shoes, I can start to think what those characteristics would look like if I were to be in that badass version of myself. So if I feel myself slipping out and I go, 
I am not a badass version of myself right now. I'm a mediocre version of myself. What is that badass version of Matt doing that I'm currently not doing? So I like the, the point that you're like, man, you know what? There's some things that I need to write out here because I know when things are firing and working really well, like what are those tangibles? What are those habits that I'm doing? And you found it was sleep and you found, what was the other one? Meditation? My med- I was just checking the box with meditation, right? For me, yeah. like I wake up, the first thing I do is gratitude, right? And then like I go into breath work and meditation and I was staying in my bed for it, you know, like, yeah. and, and like, and that's like, and like, I'm not being intentional with it. So like I figured yep. that out, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And I'm, I'm the same way. And so when you can self-assess and go, okay, for me, I like to visualize, am I stepping into those shoes of and, and embodying the characteristics of that version of me? The guy that has already made it to where that I want to go and I can see him, I can feel and I can hear the compliments. I can see the lives that he's inspiring. I can smell the air around what he's like. Like when I put myself in those shoes, then I go, okay, am I acting like that dude? Am I, am I doing the things that he does on a daily basis? And when it's usually very black and white, it's either like, yes, I am. Or to your point, I'm doing them and checking the boxes. The things for me that help set me up for success and align me are the second I get up right foot, left foot, right? Thank you. So gratitude's the first thing. That's what works for me. The second thing is, is once I, d- I do some sort of visualization. So whatever it is, it could be visualizing just the day itself. But usually it's it's big, it's on a bigger platform. I like to visualize where it is that I'm going 5, 10, 15 years from now. And I, I like to see it as if it's already here. And when I can do that, it'll it helps set the tone for the day in terms of the actions that I'm going to take. And then I like to look at what my day is going to look like from a planning and structure standpoint, like schedule wise, which usually I take care of that the night before. Um, and to back up the night before, I think it's crucial because you said sleep's a non-negotiable for you. It is for me too. And so when I slack off on sleep, I usually find that there's some opportunity there to go, okay, I'm probably either ignoring my wind down routine alarm that I set. And it's just going and I'm going, oh, OK, yeah, I can I can snooze that one a couple times. And before I know it, I'm pushing my window back further and further, which ultimately gives me less sleep, which then has me starting the morning either later or off less sleep, which is less optimal. So those are the things I like to start with. Those are my non-negotiables. I try not to stack them too high. Uh, the other thing I forgot is movement. So I always get after I do uh, my morning routine and have that structure. Gratitude first and foremost. Thank you. I give thanks right when I get up. I do the visualization, both short term and long term. And from a visualization standpoint, figuring out my schedule for the day um, and then making sure my characteristics, my actions and my habits are aligned with the badass version of Matt. And if I can do that, I know the rest of the day is going to be optimal for me because I've already visualized as if it's in present tense. And I understand the things that need to be done to be able to get to where I want to go long term. And if I'm aligned on that path, the rest of the day is really simple. Like even when I get thrown curveballs and and things like that, it's easy to navigate and work around and work through. But if I don't start my day off like that or things are a little bit gray or all of a sudden the the clarity as far as where the vision is and the target that I want to go is, is maybe not as clear as it once was man, I have to reassess. Right. And so it's one of those things you're always constantly working on it. You're never going to have it down packed. And what we're going to do by human by default is we're going to go back to what's comfortable, right? Like, oh man, it was easier just to watch Netflix, right? Instead of listening to my wind down routine and my alarm and, and like start to get in bed, brush my teeth, those sort of things like, and, and, and turn off the screen lights. Like 
that's a lot harder than, than sitting there and just going, Oh, well I can, I just 15 more minutes of Netflix, right. Or just 20 more minutes of Netflix. And you watch another show and you're like, Oh man, they, they did such a good job leading you into the next one. You're like, Oh, I could just watch one more. Right. And it's bleeding into the next day. So, I mean, this comes down to a whole different conversation too, is punting the instant gratification. Right. And, 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 and giving up that short-term dopamine hit for, you know, what's going to pay off for you long-term and longevity, the thing that you're going to thank yourself for tomorrow or later in the week or later in the month is really what's most important. And if you can put more of those things as a priority or even make them a non-negotiable, I promise you, you will thank yourself <laughs> later on, even when it's tough in the moment, especially when it's tough in the moment. I think that's how you put your best foot forward for sure. What do you do, man? What, I know you explained yours a little bit, but give, give us a, a day a day in the life when you walk through your routine, when things are firing on all cylinders and they're going really well. Yeah, man. I think it's, it's funny. Like both of ours are very similar. Like I start out with gratitude. I think that's like so important, but not just like I've done this before, not just checking the gratitude box, right? Like not just I'm thankful for this and that and like whatever, like being real quick, tell, tell, tell them why you do that. Like why we bo probably both have our own reasons, but why is it important to, cause I know people probably hear this and like, Oh yeah, gratitude. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to be thankful. And maybe you are checking the box. Like Alex is saying, but, but why gratitude? Why, why do you start your morning with that? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I used to be somebody who would wake up and my first thoughts were about worries or something I did yesterday or what I had to get done today. And, and it would just be starting in stress. Right. And, and I started doing gratitude. And, and once I started doing that, like I just heard of people, I don't know when I started, it was over a year ago that I started doing this like religiously. And Thinks I heard it from somebody, you know, there's tons of people who talk about gratitude and how important it is, like tons of books to talk about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And it was crazy that the change in mindset, the positive outlook that I had going into the day. And it just changed a lot of things for me, like starting to feel more gratitude. And, and I like to try to feel it here in the chest, right? I try to feel it there, like, um, like feel a little heat there, right? Like that's kind of like, I know that's like when I'm really, I'm really feeling the gratitude, but that's the first thing. And that's the reason why I do that. The second thing is that, like I said, sometimes I would get it, stay in my bed and do my breath work, my meditation. I get out of my bed, I lay down on the floor and I do two rounds of Wim Hof breath work that leads right into my meditation. I'm just breathing, I'm just being, I'm just, you know, just allowing myself to get into a good mindset that way, right? Like that generally on, on a perfect day, that's 20 minutes. I, you know, my meditation, my breath work plus meditation is 20 minutes. I follow that up. This is a newer thing that I was doing in the middle of the day that I moved to the morning is my visualization. And so I visualize my dream outcomes, but then more importantly, potentially I, I visualize myself on that daily basis, on that weekly basis, like me walking in my footsteps, me having the conversations, me recording this podcast, me doing these different things, how I'm going to show up, me smiling, you know, showing love, feeling all that stuff. And I think that is so important. And if you're somebody who's like, I can't, but I can't visualize, like I'm not even that good at visualizing and I've been doing it for a few years. I just keep doing it. Keep, keep being repetitive with it. Keep trying and you will start to see things more vividly. You'll start to see the pictures in it. And another hint around visualization is if you have past really good experiences, I got this from Ed Milet. If you have past things that have happened that are really good, like that are very vivid, you know, like an awesome experience, like visualize that before you lead into the future visualizations, because then you're going to have a clear picture in your mind. It's a lot easier to picture those things that haven't happened yet 
visual, like actually in a more clear picture, when you visualize something that was amazing that happened, that puts you in a good state as well. And you see it so clearly because you're like, oh, I'll, I'll remember this till I die, right? Like, like this this thing that happened, right? And so so that's a, a tip around that. So a visualization. And then I look at my manifesto, which includes my my vision board, my gratitude board, my uh, my short-term and long-term goals and my affirmations. I go through that and I feel everything. And I basically, I show gratitude for everything on that list. I've been doing this recently where I'm like, I'm so grateful you know, that this happened, right? I set my goals in terms of them already happening. They already happened. Like I am like, you know, if you were wanted to be wealthy, right? Like I am a millionaire, right? If you want, if you say that, like not, don't to be like, I, I want to be a millionaire. Like that's not, that's not the way <laughs> you should be doing this. Like yeah. I think at least set it as if it's already happened. And I'll even add tack on a thing to it that I've been doing recently that I feel a lot better doing is I'm so grateful that insert goal in present tense that already happened, right? You start doing that. You start feeling gratitude because that's what you want. You want to feel gratitude for your goals. You want to feel gratitude means that it already happened. And so you kind of add the present tense goal on with the gratitude and you start to really have a, an awesome formula that, you know, just be, and then I, I finish that up with, uh, with either a walk or a workout. And so that's kind of my, and then I read <laughs> and then I read after I get my, my breakfast. in. so that you might think that's a crazy morning routine, right? Like you might think that's like insane. Um, that takes me an hour and a half, two hours to do on a, on a good day. I also get up at four 30. So I'm done with that by six 30 at the latest, all of that stuff. I feel amazing. I'm ready to take on the day. I can get done anything I want. And I've checked 10 things off the list that are positive on the positive side of the ledger, like Matt likes to talk about. And so know this though, when it comes to routines, like I'm not telling you, you have to do this crazy thing. Matt's not telling you, you have to do this, this crazy routine. Obviously his is a little bit more simplified than mine. Find a staple, find a few staples, two, three, four things that you think gets you feeling your best going into the day. Right. And, and have minimized versions of it. Like if I need to, when I have shorter days or shorter mornings, I can, I can make that a whole thing 20, 25 minutes, even shorter if I need to. Like I can fit that all in. I make sure I hit the different things because those all make me feel my best. But find what makes you feel your best. Have a condensed version on top of the regular versions. It's ideal. That's the best case scenario version. And you're going to be set up when you're traveling. You're going to be set up when you do things like differently because you're not going to be like, oh, shit, I can't get everything done. Yes, you can. Just do shorter versions of it all. Yeah. And that, that's huge. And I think this whole thing is regardless of whether I'm sharing my routine or Alex is sharing his routine. First and foremost, to Alex's point, you don't have to have a ton of time set aside for this. What you have to do is what you know is going to work for you best. And once you figure that out, you can run with it. It could be short. It could be a short version. It could be an extended version, whatever is going to set you up for success. But the most important thing about this is being able to set intentionality with how you go about your day. If you're not doing something like this, or you're not tapping into your emotions and how you're feeling and, and what's on your brain and talking yourself and figuring out the mindset, it's it's going to become a long day. And, and this is to the people too, that do try it every once in a while, but the, the second they try it, they have negative thoughts that creep in their head. My argument to that would be, this is exactly why you should do it. That's just proving to you that, hey, you're not in control. You're letting the day control you. You're letting your emotions control you. And when you're in that position, you're no longer being intentional about your day. 
It's just kind of going like, I'm going to be reactive in the day. Whatever happens, happens. It's a fingers crossed approach. Like, man, I hope nothing bad or challenging happens to me today. Versus when you wake up and you're intentional about your thoughts, even when they're bad and you explore them and you try to shift your mind to get it on plane, man, the rest of the day, the whole tone is set for the rest of your day. Versus if you get up, you start scrolling social media, dang, this this insignificant thing happened in my day. So-and-so is talking about this. Now you're being dictated. You're being pulled left and right. And now the day is being presented to you versus you being actionable, intentional with every single thing that you're doing. I want to share one more quote here from Ed's book. Mm -hmm. He said, you are your emotions. And if you don't get intentional about how you interact with your emotions and move toward the emotions you want, you'll live the same life you always have. Once you have learned uh, to identify your emotions, they begin to loosen their grip on you. Your awareness means you're getting control and you're gaining control. So again, how, how are you going about your day? Are you letting the day control you? Um, the second you give this a try and a practice and you start to tap in with your mindset and your thoughts to begin your day, it might be uncomfortable. I'm, I'm probably going to say it is going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> like you're going to have some limiting beliefs and thoughts that come in and that's okay. And just know you don't have to attach and associate yourself with something that happened two weeks ago or something that happened yesterday or what you can just see it as it is. And then you can choose from right now going forward what you decide to do. And when you put yourself in that, you're in the driver's seat now and things get a lot more fun because you understand how much control you actually do have. So if you are somebody saying like, I don't have time, all these things happen to me throughout the day. I start to think about negative emotions when I when I start to tap into my mindset. Those are all reasons as to why you should continue to keep practicing it, because the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. And then what you do is you start to see the benefits from it. You're like, oh man, this does work. I do feel different. I do have more control in my day. You start to see how much more power you have. And then it, it's like a wave from there, right? Your wave just keeps building. So I encourage you to try it. I love it, dude. No, that's that's a great point. And honestly, I have so much to say on this topic. We'll have to just continue this. Yeah. <laughs> this on another podcast. Like this is almost like part one. We can lead into it. But kind of how I'll end it is like, don't, feel like you have to identify or buy into every thought or emotion that you have. You know, you talked about emotions, you know, be aware of what the common ones are. What are the common thoughts that come in? What are the common emotions that you feel on a daily basis that maybe aren't serving you, aren't moving you forward? And, and understand that you don't have to identify with those. Like they don't have to be, you don't have to buy in. You don't have to follow them. You can just let them pass. You can sit through them and you can change them, right? We can change our state whenever we want to. And once you start to understand how much power you have around your emotions and around your thoughts, and that like, just cause they came up, doesn't mean that's you, right? Doesn't mean that's you. You start to be able to actually really move towards the version of yourself you want to be because you do have the power to be happy today. You do have the power to have bliss. You do have the power to, to be fulfilled by what you're doing. You do have the power to show up as your true self. It's just a matter of making those, those decisions, committing that no matter what happens, you're not going to let external things change the way you think, change the way you feel. Or, you know, if those thoughts do come through, like I, I have this happen all the time where thoughts come through that I'm like, fuck, like, and but now I start to understand I'm aware that not everything has to be me, right? It could, I could be picking up some energy wave from some random thing, right? That's just like this weird thought that comes through. And like, if you understand that and you start not to buy into everything, you start to have a lot more control over the things that you actually can have control over, 
Because I don't think people understand that they have control over that that aspect, but yet they worry about all these things that they have literally no control in the world over. So right. that's how I'll end it. What else you got for me, Matt? What else you, what else you got that's to end a, this? That's a great way to end it, man. I think it, I just would encourage people, if you haven't already, I asked this in my group the other day and I was surprised at how many people don't practice even just five to 10 minutes and, and start their day with intentionality and their mindset and visualize what it is that they want. I was surprised by how many people don't. And the reason a lot of them said that they don't was because when they try to negative emotions come up or they seem to attach themselves to negative emotions. And to Alex's point, those emo all emotions just are right. They they just they're just being by themselves, whether you choose to associate with them or not is completely in your control. And so remember that you have the power. You can pick and choose which ones you want to attach yourself to. But look at it as like you're just at a standstill and. All these emotions come by good, bad, ugly, and different, and you get to pick and choose which ones you want to associate with, but they are all just passing. And I think some of us just all of a sudden see a bad or a negative emotion. We feel like we have to associate with it or attach ourselves to it. You don't, you can just let it keep passing by. It's showing itself to understand that you are human. It's reminding you that, and it's okay to feel them, but you don't have to attach yourself to it. And so I encourage you guys just to, just like anything, we talk about diet, nutrition, mindset, especially if you really want the driver and the workhorse behind all those other things, the mindset's going to come first. And, and I think Alex would agree with that. And the better you can get at that, just like anything, takes repetitions. And the more reps you're willing to put in on a daily basis, consistent, just like how you are with your workouts and your nutrition, you will start to yield the outcome that you desire. So I think if you guys got some benefit from this, just like on our other podcast, the only thing we ask of you guys is to like or share it with somebody that you guys feel would benefit from it. So we are on YouTube, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify. YouTube's probably the most convenient, easiest one to send somebody a link, introduce them to the show and the podcast. And if you guys have questions, you can always send them to us as well, or just throw them in the comments. We'd love to chat. And even, hey, we might even do a podcast on one of your questions if you guys are asking it. Uh, Alex, what do you got for us, man? Man, no, I appreciate you. I, like I said, I got so much more to say on this topic. Like we, we can definitely just kind of continue talking about this. And, you know, some places I'd love to go just to kind of hint at this is like fear, right? And how mm -hmm. fear plays into the whole equation. I'd love to go deeper into emotions and like those negative emotions coming up and like things that you can do to really move past that. We talked about talking about the inner critic, but we didn't really go there too much. And so we could go to that on the next episode as well. So Otherwise, yeah, I appreciate everybody taking the time to, to watch this, to listen to this. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you, Matt, and we'll be talking to you soon. See you.